Oh, my goodness. Ciao. I mean, <laughs> one day... One day when we're back in the comforts of our beautiful studio with listening party and our friends at Canal Street Market, we're going to kiss that equipment and kiss the ground that it's on because Google Voice, bless your hearts, but it's not the easiest thing in the world to connect with. I mean, yeah. I mean, it took us so long to connect that Joe Biden won the election. I mean, I and the election was two years ago. <laughs> right, right. We're talking about the midterms. <laughs> anyway, hi, Courtney. Hi. My friend uh, Tracy. My friend Tracy's in love with you. I just want to let you know that. So anytime you get mad at me, just remember that my friend Tracy loves you. That's hilarious. <laughs> she loves you. So just, just remember, you have a little love. Hey, Tracy. You have a little love coming from a really nice white lady in Kansas City. So just remember. <laughs> hey, Kansas. Hey, Kansas. So, um, anything new happened this week? You know, it's been a really slow news week. It's so fucked up. I mean, it's too bad we don't have any way of getting our news, like, I don't know, cable news or anything like that. All right, so Courtney and I, we made a decision, right? We made a decision that we have to literally put a clock on how long we talk about that person in the White House because both of us um, have Medicaid and there's a limit to how much they'll cover anxiety and high blood pressure. <laughs> Right, because at some point they're going to say we can't pay for that medication. Sorry, you just you just have to go be bipolar on your own and just fucking suck it up. And Courtney's weed connection, you know, I mean, there's a limit, right? I mean, there's a limit. Listen, the thing is, every day is something new. Every day, is something every day, new, right? Yeah, I'm not an undecided the... voter. I think no. most of the people who listen to our show are not undecided voters. I think so most of the country of... is undecided yeah. voters. And, yeah. you know, because this show is really, we decided to be like a pop culture show really based around music and, and entertainment. And then, you know, with real life shit, we've gotten kind of sucked up into the politics of the moment because that's what happened. It's just right. been so crazy. But right. we're making a conscious decision. To conscious be like, you know, decision. We, we need to be a little bit of an escape again. So we're going to focus our show, right, these next couple of shows. Back okay. to music. We will always have segments at the beginning where we tell you this is what's going on. We'll always, we're always going to scream vote. Wear your mask, wash your hands, vote. This latest stunt that we're all watching unfold, the only thing I can say is I, I'm just flabbergasted and really offended because when I saw that t that tweet and it was like, we'll all get through this together, I was thinking, I lost a lot of people, you know, kind of yeah. people in the family, coworkers, friends, people adjacent. It's like, we've all been trying to get through this for about seven months. What do you think? Not even trying. We've been fighting through this for right, the last exactly. seven months. Yeah. So, We'll get through this together. Where have you been? It's like, oh, now you've learned a lot. It's like, I, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. Well, he's unlearned it though. I mean, he's unlearned it. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, look, that he's a narcissist, we know. That he's an arrogant right. piece of shit, we know. That he's, right. that he does not give a fuck. Okay. And, you know, 
at this point, I consider myself a good person. I really do. I, I have good morals. I vote. I raised a child who is also a good person. I'm kind to animals. I volunteer. I don't, you know, I don't do bad things to bad people. And at this point, he can fucking die, and I don't care anymore. Because it's like trying to convince, how much sympathy are we supposed to have for this man? He had the best medical care that $750 in federal taxes can pay, okay? Can I mean, pay for. Say the, the irresponsible things that he said, and then you have a team of doctors with all kinds of experimental shit that they're giving you. And yeah. even with that, you are still contagious, and the level of irresponsibility, to, well, because yeah. what it takes to move a president, to put, and there is a breakout in the White House, and they didn't even notify send staff a note until four days in. They did not call any of the people that he'd been around anywhere to they say, hey, he might have been exposed. It's like watching the shit on the news. I, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, but, I mean... You know what, guys? You know, we're, we're outraged. I know Amy's outraged. We're going to close the chapter on this by saying vote. Vote. On, yeah. on the third. You wanna vote get, early. You you want to disinfect the White House and make it safe? Vote his ass out. That's it. He's and, never and going to change. The, and it's not just the president. I think I say this every time. You need to know what's going on. It's up and down those tickets. You yeah. need to change everything. It's the mayoral everything. races, the gubernatorial races. Well, it's only senator. Council. It's it's sen it's senator. It's all the every four. So yeah, vote vote Lindsey Graham out if you're yeah. in, in South Carolina. Vote so fucking Mitch McConnell out. Vote them all out. Give Joe Biden a Democratic Congress and a Democratic Senate, and let's fucking yeah. And, and uh, nobody's yeah. acting like he's the savior of the world, but you know what? He is the bridge to whatever is next. We cannot yeah. do this. Do not let this man kill you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lock so your uh, hands, protect yeah. yourself. Protect okay, yourself. because it's actually real. You're not going to have a team of doctors standing outside a hospital, and it'd be like 40 of them. To or a doctor. Be able, you know what I'm saying? To be able to give you whatever state-of-the-art care is going on. You're going right. to be yeah. like everyone else in America. So don't be fooled. Okay. Thank you very so much. So we're done. We're done. Okay. We, wash, we wash our hands of you, 45. Right. So fuck you. So. So can okay. we talk Wait a about... Deep breath. Deep breath. Hold okay. on. Cleansing okay. breath. Cleansing breath. <sighs> breath. All right. Cleansing breath. All right. Go. And, and scene. Go. Let's talk about how, and you know, we've talked about protests before, protest songs and everything. Let's talk about how to be a current day artist and use your platform in a way that's effective. Yeah. Case in point, Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion. I thought... I thought her performance on Saturday Night Live was great. Yeah. I loved the art direction of it. It was beautiful, and right? I, it was really good. Yeah. And I thought she was great. And I love that is how you make a point and a statement with your art. I loved it. All right, so let's give just a little backdrop just in case. So Megan Thee Stallion, it's funny, she's turning out to be, I don't know if you agree, but she's turning out to be one of those women that – like Cardi B, where she is kind of more interesting than the what she's her art. I think she's really super smart, like Cardi, um, and very political, and using her platform in a very intelligent, um, a very intelligent way. Um, I, I'm 
Right. Okay. I have a feeling you can't hear me right now for some reason because I can't hear myself in the cans, but that's okay. I I'm can sure hear you, though. I hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. Um, so the backdrop to all of what Megan did, and she did this, and, and Google it. You can watch online. She did this great uh, – basically she did Savage, her song Savage, and people are like, oh, she lip sync. It's like, whatever, fuck you. Um, well, she, she sang along with her vocal, which a lot of hip-hop folks yeah, do, I mean, don't it, seem it, to realize. It, yeah, I know. So she was in June or July, there was an incident with her and I don't even want to say the motherfucker's name because he's so... No, don't. Let's not into, give him any shots. Yeah, yeah, some guy who I thought was Trey Lorenz. Uh, and I was like, wow, he... <laughs> Wow, Mariah's backup singer is shooting. You're like, he's turned so trade. I didn't know what happened. <laughs> I know. Or, is it, or Lorenz Tate. I got totally confused right. oh as to God. who it was. That's hilarious. I know. I was like, Trey Lorenz? God, he hasn't been heard from since I'll be there. Um, we love Trey. We so. do. Uh, but I was just like, why is he connect? Anyway, Megan, there was an incident. Megan was shot. At first, she denied it. She downplayed it. She said, like, oh, I stepped on some glass. She was taking the fall for a black man, okay? And then it turns out that this motherfucker shot her. For an, and Which I we read, already knew from the first night. Right. right we actually right. knew that. Yeah. And and no one and I read that she said he said dance and like shot at her to make it. Now, it was not a serious wound, but she could have died. It's a gunshot. And Absolutely. Very few people, especially men, stood up for her and said, "This is outrageous. How can this happen?" She's a, you know. So her her statement on Saturday Night Live, and she's been speaking out about this, is about I'm going to mispronounce this word, massage noir, which is sort of a a, a hatred of black women, basically. No, Mis- like mis- yeah, misogyny and noir. So noir is black. So Got it's it. mis- right. yeah, misogyny and yeah. noir. And it's basically pointing out in something that our listeners know and you know, Courtney, that in the pecking order in this country, black women occupy the lowest rung on the ladder and the fact that Brianna Taylor her her song was well you talk talk about it what she did you know uh yeah she put a lot of symbol she you know in the middle of the song when she said we have to protect our black women we have to protect and stand for our black men and she called out uh the 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 attorney general of of Kentucky and you know and and justice for Brianna Taylor because the truth of the matter is when you are black in this country, and I think I said it a little ineloquently the last time you and I had this kind of talk, and I actually got scolded from a friend of mine who said, "Oh really? What you- like- oh, oh, she did not like the way she felt, and she said, "I'm glad you apologized to Amy after." Oh. I said, "Listen, oh. it's an emotional issue. I was really emotional." Yeah, she did. She, I was like, it wasn't at her. She said, "I realized that when you finished." I said, "It's just we're so exhausted. It's like so okay. I for one." Did not expect any charges in the Breonna Taylor case. Yeah, me neither. Because I was like, we know how to, no matter how outrageous, it's always like there's never any video. Then all of a sudden we start seeing video and it's like, well, what do you actually have? Right. But to find out that where, where, you know, to feel undervalued in a society is a very hard thing to explain to people, especially seemingly white people who can't grasp the concept when black people are saying it but especially black women and to see how this when you see all the level the amount of bullets outside of her home Brianna Taylor Brianna Taylor yeah, yeah. Brianna Taylor her body is riddled with bullets on the floor 
but the only charges were for the bullets that went through the wall of the the white people's apartment next door. Now, bullets also went through the floor of the black people's apartment upstairs, and they were home, but there were no charges for those bullets. So that just lets you know. It's like when we say Black Lives Matter, that is a living, breathing example of it because it doesn't seem to seem it. It seems like a dead woman shot several times on the floor has less value than the plaster on the wall that went into an apartment next door. You know and what the, I mean? So Yeah, and the other it's, thing, it's, 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 yeah, I was saying, I was not to jump in, the other thing that makes this even, it, 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 I think, adds insult to injuries that the Attorney General in Kentucky is a black man. And and you just sit there and go, as somebody said on Facebook, not all skin folk are kin folk, you know? No, and, and you, you, you know, listen, he's clearly a, he's a black conservative Republican. Yeah. He, he spoke at the, he spoke at the, RNC, so everything right, right then and there was like, well, it's a wrap on this. You right. know, remember he gave you the full dramatic tears and all of those moments. But I say that because we don't want it just to turn into that. I just liked, I love that she used her platform in that. Yes, and I, I did think too. That, um, and I and I think that we're going to see more of that because any great movement, the civil rights movement, the gay rights movement, the women's rights, it came unfortunately with bodies in the road, sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But once that bottle is spilled on the ground, it's like dropping water out of bottle. You can't scoop it back in the bottle. Right. And there are a lot of people who may be frustrated, but that's all older Americans. And guess what? The older Americans have always gone kicking and screaming. It's the new younger generation who are going to fight this fight because this is the future world for them. You and I, are you're, you're in your 60s, I'm in my 50s. We've hold that we're hanging, more. We're hanging. We're hanging on by a thread. At this no, point. but but the thing is, we've hold more road behind us than in front of us. We still got fear she is in front of us, but trying to shape what am I going to be? What's my career? It's a different road, and they want something different. They don't. They don't want to be put in a box. Even though no. I feel like sometimes they put their own selves in the boxes with all of the weird shit. Yeah, but like, court- don't label me, then give me 15 labels. It's like, I know. guys, which one is it? It's yeah. like, no labels and, on a 15 that you just... And then p- and pick a pronoun. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think that they're the ones, you know, and, and I see yeah. young artists like her who are not afraid. There used to be people who would be afraid. They would never... No. You know, there's certain people we all, we've all been around that would never on Saturday Night Live make a state, like, you know, the season premiere when everyone is watching. So I applaud her for standing me up too. and having that. Moment. Yeah, me too. And I, and I think, uh, once again, she's someone who has the ear of the young people. It was a great statement. It was great from an artistic standpoint. It was great from uh, a musical standpoint, political standpoint. So while Kendrick and other people are sort of not working right now, not doing anything, I'm really glad to see women leading the charge on this, and especially women like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, who are often marginalized because their images are so sexual. So good for them. They're both super smart. They're both super committed to the movement. And I hope that young girls and young boys who dig them, who really like these artists, so it's not like there's some alternative rappers that nobody gives a fuck, you know, that kids aren't listening to. I hope that they continue watching them and listening to them. And so thank you, Megan. Good move. And, and, And just one more thing. How fierce is it that Cardi B, the former stripper, has become the one who so, like, loves politics, has I love her. Say, and ha- I love it too. And has all of these kids really listening to her. You know, listen, and I'm not saying that I love it and people should 
actually, um, you know, take the advice. I say the fact that she's having these conversations and it's making these young people have the conversations yeah, inform yeah. their opinions and get out there and vote. It's such a good thing because yeah, you got to talk. Yeah, you got to talk in a language, right? Right. right. There's always a campaign when you see somebody saying this song, you vote, vote, vote. But it's different when there's somebody who's speaking in the way that you speak. Listen, not for nothing. And making a conversation that you want to have with your friend. I mean, bless his heart, not for nothing. But nobody wants to hear calm and tell you to get out the vote, okay? (laughs) Nope. Nobody under the age of 20 is listening to common. Um, Bless it. Under Bless age of 20. I thought you wait 20. I thought you were going to be like 35. You like so, I was trying to be kind. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> trying to be kind because I just wished a major leader of the free world death. So now <laughs> I'm trying to be kind. But yeah, you yeah. know you got to you got to talk the talk. Nobody wants to fucking hear your father tell you. God, uh, anyway, yay Megan, yay Cardi, Nicki Minaj, take some notes. You know. So, Whatever. Yeah. So to the music, I'm really, really happy to see the resurgence of the dance pop album again. Yeah. I feel like all of our young, especially the young female singers, everybody's been putting out these slow, trappy, in my feelings sort of records, which is great to a certain extent. But I'm like, you're young. This is the time you should be going out with your friends and having a good time, being in the clubs, if you like rock, being in the rock clubs with your girls, being in the dance club with your girls. And it seems like smart pop in 2020 is making a comeback with the more mature ladies leading the charge, coming with really great music, man. This new Roisin Murphy album, Roisin oh. Machine. Well, how do you pronounce it? Roisin? I don't know. It's Irish. Roisin. Roisin? Roisin. Okay, Roisin. Roisin. Yeah, Roisin. Okay. She's, uh, uh, first of all, I've been a Roisin Murphy fan for over 20 years. She's been making great dance music since she was in Maloko, you know, Sing It Back and The Time Is I Now and all I of those them. great, yeah. great songs. And, you know, since her first album, Ruby Blue, she's just been making really experimental, really cool stuff. The great thing about this album is, she started this songs on this album. She's been putting singles out from this album since 2012. I've been playing This Is a Simulation this, right. uh, since 2012. Wow. I love that song. And yeah. Jealousy and all these, like four records came out. And she's put out another album in between that time. See, that's the patience of an artist who can let something marinate and put some songs out. Put out a whole other album called Hairless Toys, which is a great electronic album, which, but these songs wouldn't have fit on that album. So finally we get Roshan Machine in 2020 and it's rooted in sort of deep house and it's fierce long songs. It's not this yeah, 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 yeah. You get a song that's two minutes. It's a great song album to just put on and be grooving around your house, especially during the pandemic because unfortunately between her and Dua Lipa and, uh, Jesse Ware, all of the girls that have put out these great dance records. Even, you know, Lady Gaga put out a great club record that, you know, I think about the nights with my boys in the club dancing to, you know, when it was the latest Madonna or Janet or those girls who are coming out with the big dance songs and you're just singing and dancing with your friends. And these records really kind of 
would benefit from that. But, you know, it's like we're all partying differently. And I think, like you and I were talking about these mature pop records, they're also great to groove around your house to make you feel good at home, you know? Royce well, like, Royce is such a perfect companion piece to that Jesse Ware album. And even the new Mel C album that came out this last week, you know, she's the one Spice Girl who stayed in music and it's consistently, I think it's like her 11th or 12th album. And um it's great up-tempo, Great beats. It's not like weird idioms trying to follow a trend. It's just good, solid music with fun song writing. Okay, so I agree. And what I mean, the reason we start, I think you know, there's, and I am ashamed to say that Roisin is someone I had read about for years, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but because of her first name, I thought that she was like a, a Celtic artist, and I was like, I don't care about that. Um, a horrible thing to say and I was just like stunned when I heard the record I mean it's like this wonderful combination of like art pop which I have a an affinity for in a way and dance and um, you know Dua Lipa is, is trading sort of in a more traditional form they are radio ready songs I mean she's definitely oh, it's, Madonna, it's Madonna 2.0 you know what I mean yeah, it's, it's with that, better vo- with, influence in, with, in, in with better world. vocals with better right. vocals and, and a different sort of attitude um, but um, the Mel don't C come record don't Madonna vocals don't come for her you know this I don't is have a, to I don't alright alright all right. Right. we're talking about classic Madonna those vocals are perfection. She was like, of course the they are. Of pop. What? Oh, you're gonna be. Who's that friend who slapped you down? I'm gonna clap. Was that Debbie? Because I'm gonna clap Debbie up and right. say you, you need to take him out and smack him again. Right. Do you know uh, the level of kiltation I'm gonna get for that? Comment? Oh my God! I was I only kidding, folks. Listen, don't come I am me. taking. I, I am taking your gay card and your black card. So there. <laughs> So yeah, you are you are straight and white for a whole forty eight hours. See how you like it. Um, no, but the Mel C record, I was shocked. I mean, not shocked. I was just like, wow, again, this is a really, really good record. And I and Jesse Ware, we've talked about ad nauseum. I mean, we love it. Yeah. And I think yeah, yeah. I think what's really there's a couple things. I think one of the things that's really making these records stand out and certainly making them stand out for us is that these are all women. Um, certainly Jesse Ware being at the top and then working in Rosen, who can sing. How enjoyable to have pop music and dance music by people who can actually sing. So it gives right. you that ability to listen to it. There is Dance music has always, despite its popularity, been marginalized. Like, oh, it's just music you yep. dance to. So was Motown. Motown was dance music. You danced yep. to Motown, but you could listen to it. So, And, of course, Pet Shop Boys are the... You know the of danceable, intelligent pop music was was great. You know, when did that come? That was the top of the year. A year ago, almost at the top of the year. Yeah, it was like the beginning of a run of these really smart dance records that we're getting from major artists again because everybody kind of moved away for a little while and there was a lot of moody feeling records. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes people need a break. It's like Life is heavy, but you know what? Sometimes I want to sing about love in a way where I'm dancing about it. I want to sing about the breakup, my breakup on the dance floor, and just dance my troubles away. I don't need everything to be let's sit in a circle and cry our feelings, you know? But, and but I'm I glad think, I mean, that, I, no, no, I'm no, glad I'm that these artists are, are actually returning 
to making great dance pop out because Amy, it was getting boring as fuck. Like the people well, who were really yeah. dependable weren't coming through with great records. But what what I will say is that, and I think just if even if you're someone who's what, like I said, especially I'm going to focus in on the Royston record and, and to some degree Jesse Ware, there are certainly albums you can dance to, but they are more importantly albums you can listen to. Absolutely. There's, there's a huge, I mean, getting lost on the dance floor, there's nothing better than that. But to be able to take that energy, and that's what Pet Shop Boys have consistently done from their very yeah. first record. It's unbelievably smart music, but it never yep. sacrifices the hips. The hips well, are always in it. Right? Yes, that's, that's when we the talk about who's really a songwriter, who are you working with, who's your producer. It's, right. it's, it's not just about, right, where's your four on the floor beat and, you right. know, okay, come in here and just drop this vocal down and, you know, repetitive runs in a drop. These are actual crafted songs. They're produced songs. And, like I said, for a lot of them, you know, they're, they're real songs. It's not, all right, you know, the Spotify two minute, 38 second song and then, all right, make the long version three right. minutes and 52 seconds. It's like, right, right. Then people have crafted actual songs. And what I love about it is I, you know, I read a, a, a Mel B, Mel C was doing some press for this album and she said it, you know, listen, Melanie, excuse me, Melanie, yeah, Melanie, mm-hmm. but you know, we can still call her Mel C. We can, she we still can. answers to Mel C and she still answers to Sporty. Um, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was always going to be Sporty. My she is. She is always um, going to be sporting. Yeah. yeah, she's always going to be sporting. But she said it. She said, listen, obviously, I'm a mature artist making a dance pop record. So I already know that there's just certain radio stations off the back and radio that's just not going to play my music. But right. I wanted to make a record that people can listen to, dance, and really enjoy and love. And I think she did that. And that's what I love about these Sort of this, cause really, if you look, it's a lot of the mature artists. Jesse Ware has gotten no radio play in the U.S. And when yeah. I look at like the singles charts in the U.K., I don't believe she's gotten any real single sort of play on that chart either. And the same thing with, with, with Roisin, you know what I mean? But these are albums that will chart for them. But these, these mature artists making really great music without that pressure of feeling like, well, I don't think well, they're going through sales. I, I don't think these are right. these are well, prestige artists. These are these yeah, are like. I, but I also think it's well these days it's not about sales, right? It's about streams, really, because you know you get some sales, but it's really about those streaming numbers. I think it's what I mean. It's more about the pressure of having to find that big hit to lead with. You can make great music because there is no pressure of like, if you're Ariana Grande, you know that your first single needs to be a hit for radio because you're a huge radio artist. If you're Jesse Ware, your first single just needs to be great for your fans to come out there and know that your record's back, hopefully bring in some new fans. You don't have that same pressure of every pop radio station is salivating for what the song's going to be. So you get to work differently. You know when they're sitting around, like I've been in those meetings when it's, those big pop stars and they will keep you in the studio. You think your record is done, but they don't hear a hit and they send you back. It's like, no, we need the song. And I think that these ladies are coming, not feeling that same pressure. Like Kylie Minogue, you know, released two singles so far from her upcoming album disco. And it's a mature sort of dance album again. And now she's the one who's kind of broken the mold where for the last couple of albums, she's had hits, including her last studio album was a number one album, and she had a number one hit from it. 
this time around, she's not had really had a hit yet, which I find interesting from the two songs that have been released that have been great. But she still get garners a lot of attention. She's Kylie Minogue. So I just like this moment of the grown folks being like, let me school you for a minute and make a really fierce record and show you it's about song constructions, great lyrics, great backgrounds. And it's like, you listen to these albums, there's no trick. There's no songs that have like that weird drop in the middle and the dramatic diva wail in the end. It's just good songwriting and good singing. Well, and I was going to say adding to that mix so she hasn't put out a record. And then I want to, we can touch on a little about maybe some of the people who built the path to this, but I oh, mean, yeah, I have a list know. of my records that I that that never go out of rotation that are really sort of good dance records from back in the day that I love that are albums, you know. Right. Well, I was going to say, adding to the list of this is certainly someone like Robin. I mean, Robin has been yeah, making well, yeah. smart dance Absolutely. pop records, and yeah. and um, I, I again, I think it's something. Yes, people do like to dance, but fundamentally, you need the songs. And when I was sort of Thinking about, you know, I mean, there's a whole political dissertation that could be done on why dance music was always minimalized, and certainly disco was minimalized because some of the songs sucked, but it was also because it was, you know, black and Latino and mainly gay people. Black music, and it was was outer. Was was really sort of racism. It was like, all right, we don't like this anymore. Disco sucks. And a lot of disco, yeah, there was always cheesy disco songs, like they're cheesy rock songs. But a lot of disco, you listen back onto that, it's soul music. Right. I mean, and it was also that it was outer burr, it wasn't seen. But I think when, I mean, certainly back in those disco days, I mean, then you had bands like Dr. Buzzard who were making really, really smart pop multicultural music that has stood the test of time. You had Chic, Chic, of course, who were making absolutely perfect dance and pop songs. I mean, there was nothing. They stand up to this day. Yeah, no, and the production stands up to this day because, you know, I mean, Now Rogers continues to make records, but I was thinking about the idea of like when the tide started shifting where it became the first phase where it became okay to dance again. And I think in the UK with all like the, you know, Happy Mondays and Stone Roses and ELF and Jesus Jones, all the druggy Manchester bands where, I mean, they were all doing like ecstasy and stuff, which lent itself to the long mix, right? And lent itself to just sitting there and dancing and having a good time. But I think that dance music sort of in the early 90s came in through the back door, and it was like dance music for people who maybe weren't into R&B or maybe weren't into soul or maybe weren't into disco, but they wanted to dance. And it came right. in through that back door with the drugs, which, you know. Well, in the U.S., because everywhere else it's always been respected. Like the dance versions would be the versions ending up being pop hits. In, right. in the UK and across Europe, you know, they always had a, a different respect for the genre here. I don't know why it's so interesting that who doesn't love to dance, right? It's like, but it's, it was shit on for so much. It's, it was well, I really do like, think, I think it's the whole disc. I think the disco thing and the way that it was, I, I mean, first off, we're 5,000 times the size of England. So, I mean, that's part yeah. of it. 
But I think it really was the the whole Disco Sucks movement, and I think it soured people and the way that it was presented. Because, yeah, obviously some of those songs were not good, okay? Disco Duck is a stupid song. We know that, okay? <laughs> but, you know, and Ethel Merman doing a disco album is a stupid money grab. We know that. Which I do <laughs> have. I know you do. I have that album. I know you do. It's okay. It's terrible. It's of terrible. course it is. But the point is that it it, it was deadly. It was it was a a weird reactionary thing, yeah, and and absolutely. but I was also thinking about some of the dance records and the dance artists that I still kind of go back to. And yeah. first, well, first Arthur Russell comes up, and Arthur Russell was a, a producer and an artist who very was in a rock band called The Necessaries, and he did Wax the Van, and he did um, a lot of really kind of arty experimental. He came out of an experimental scene. Uh, gay artist who died young um, from AIDS, and there was a resurgence in his music. I know that Soul Jazz put out a compilation about 10 years ago called The World of Arthur Russell, and it was definitely arty and poppy, but he did Loose Joints, he did Dinosaur L, uh, Lola, you know, Waxaban, Is It All Over yeah. My Face, that was him. So there's that vibe, and I'll tell you who I... Just have always, I always loved Rosala. Remember her? Oh, did you? <laughs> I yeah. have her album. I have, I have Me too. Me too. Yeah. I love her. I <laughs> love that. Was a those two songs. That was, was like, a full. That was a big like, and she sold a lot of records with that one record. She. It was almost like the fact that it just kind of crashed and burned so quickly. It was huge. She was. Everybody's free. You could not escape that. Song. I know. It felt like for like two years. And you know and where it was huge? You know what I read? Because she, I discovered her in Europe. You know, yeah, I was overseas course. and I yeah. found the record. She was really huge in L.A., in the clubs in L.A., and she was really big in, in Latino clubs in L.A. Mm -hmm. So figure that one out. I don't know. But she was right. great, really great. And the one of the more current uh, generation, because I have this weird affinity for rudimental. I don't know. I'm sure there's therapy for it. But Stromai, I love Stromai. Are you a fan of him? Yeah, I, yeah, I like Stromai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also a guy. He's a Belgian guy, uh, black uh, Belgian Rwandan guy who was like literally the biggest artist in the world in every French-speaking country, but right. not as big here because of the language thing. Now, I don't speak French, so I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I know he's been compared lyrically to Jacques Brel. So he now makes listen, great... You know me, I don't speak French, and I sing along you... with me, Lynn Farmer, and my broken French right. don't know what she's saying. I think it's what she's saying, but I'm like, I feel you. So, that's the thing about music. When it's good, you can pick up certain things, but it's the feeling that it yeah. gives you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and he's definitely somebody who is taking the art form, making it smart. The reason I just talk up about the lyrics is because that he's actually addressing issues. So it's right. I, I just hey, I googled it and I looked up what he was saying. <laughs> Another product placement for Google. I looked up what he was saying. So I mean, there is obviously still dance music, and I, and I'm really happy to see. Lisa Stansfield, of course, we have to mention her. I mean, the yeah. sort of yeah, the got. She's not really considered dance, even though she made dance records with Cold Cut. That's how we first heard her, first heard her on uh, yeah. the Cold Cut record. But then she's more, she was more considered UK R&B soul. You know what I mean? More well, I mean, than but, dance. But 
you don't hear a little bit of her in Jesse Ware, I definitely hear in her. Yeah, a little we have bit. that influence. But when I hear Jesse, because remember, Jesse's another one who started out in dance, making dance songs and working with different producers and being a featured vocalist on a lot of records. So they have that same sort of trajectory. And she like, was a me, dubstep, I, yeah. right? Wasn't she yeah. dubstep? She was into yeah. whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, that Just kind the of stuff. house, you know? Like, yeah. Which is all, which is all what it's all really based around. But, right. you know, like I've been, Dig these, hearing all of these sort of uh, new dance records have you know, made me dig through just some of my stuff that um really never leaves rotation. It's just some classics to me that are fundamental house music albums. And you mean besides the Ethel Merman record, which you... besides the Ethel Merman, which right. I got because it was in a dollar bin, and I was like, oh wait, fuck it, I'll like no, you, you have to have that. Come on, I mean, it was, like, was to... kind of like. It was like, I don't think I can leave this here at the dollar. No, no, you have to have it just <laughs> you know so you I mean? can just yeah. so you can say to somebody, I have the Ethel Merman record. Right. Exactly. Right. And they can look um, at you with horror when you say it. It's like why we like, both have the the right. Naomi Campbell um Oh my god. I'll never get rid of the Naomi me Campbell neither. album. Me neither. Me neither. Never, never. Ever. Baby woman. Baby woman. Baby woman. Baby woman. Hey, baby woman. I have the advanced tape. I have the advanced tape. <laughs> I that and the Alan Iverson album. Oh, you have? Do you, you have that? Really? Did they, you have I that? have it somewhere on 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 a tape. Oh, no, I don't even think it ever that. came out. Yeah. No, I, I don't, don't think it ever came out. You need no. to you need to completely take that out. Um, for <laughs> me, it's uh, it starts at the beginning for me, right? So it's uh, 1983s. New York City Peach Boys album uh, is something special. Uh, that's, so a, that's a happy, uh, by the way. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a paradise. You know, there was a Larry LeVan, Bernard Fowler project, and Larry produced, you know, what is inarguably garage classics with Don't Make Me Wait, Life is Something Special, On a Journey. I think that if you've not heard that album and you're a house music person, it is a classic, classic house music. It's like yes, Larry LeBan production, and it's amazing. You should totally have it. My other one is Blaze, Spiritually Speaking, from 2002. That is an amazing album that Kevin Hedge did. It's the one that made me a fan. I always wanted to work with him. I got to work with him once when I commissioned him to remix uh, a Sunshine Anderson song for me, which has become sort of like a modern day club classic. And it's an amazing, amazing album. Uh, another one when I'm feeling, you know, that started my love affair when I was in college is 1991's Blue Notes in the Basement. It's Ultra Nate's debut. Oh, yeah. That's a great record. Shout yeah. out to Bill Coleman. Shout out to Bill Coleman. Shout out to Cynthia Cherry. Shout out to the Basement Boys. The thing I love about that, that, that album is, you know, she's definitely had better vocal performances as her career went on. And some would might say stronger songs as her career went on. But this beginning album to me is the the basics of what house music is about. You know, she's from Baltimore, Basement Boys from Baltimore. She was signed through Warner UK, so she started in the UK. And it was like the real base of house music was always a singer and a great beat. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. all of the tricks and the that and the this. And that's what this album is to me. So it's another one that I think if you're a house music person, you should go back and listen to. Then yeah. I jumped to yeah, then I jumped to um more of an international sound. 
And I go to Toa Tay and his debut album, solo album, 1998, The Sound Museum. It's such a great album. He's got so many different people on it, from Babel Gilberto to Biz Marquis, and it just, to Kylie Minogue, and it's a really great international dance album. And then he has another one that's really like Japanese dance album called Cute that came out in 2015. That's amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. You know, and I think that um, I love, I just like smart dance music. I like music that's timeless. And these records, when you put them on today, they, like, yeah, they're like the Peach Boys is a slice in time of that style of music, but the, the songs are so dope and fresh, they still bump. Nothing sounds old. They all will still get you moving and cleaning the house on Saturdays or chilling in the house because we're all not really going anywhere and it's about to be really winter in the Northeast. I, I still want to dance. I miss that, you know, communing with my friends being out, especially with house music because it's such a, you know, such a love energy. Like, you know, house, like, music, a house music vibe. Yeah. yeah. A house music vibe is, is just a community and the talcum powder goes on the floor. And yeah. You haven't lived until you've had a vague, uh, a, a 80 year old black man try to grind up on you on the house music dance floor. <laughs> it's true. Haven't lived. And, and you go, grind right back because you're just and, dancing because you're because you're desperate and you figure, <laughs> hey, maybe he's got some money. He'll drop that, and I'm the last person who sees him. But I digress. Um, no, yeah, I mean it's it's just um, I can't say for a fact that I listen to, you know, there are albums that I listen to and maybe like dance, but I mean. It, I look, I mean, like, you know, is, 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 uh, New Order dance music that early stuff? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I is. mean, all, all the Arthur Baker stuff. Records. Yeah, huge club records. And, and as opposed to, you can always, let's put it this way. You can always tell the difference between an artist who's making a dance record and a, and a dance music artist. You can yeah, always tell absolutely. the difference. Yeah, and I absolutely. think, I think a lot of those British fans found a good way of straddling it, you know, of, of, being obvious fans of dance music, but not making it sound like they didn't know what they were doing in terms right. of dance music. So as opposed to when somebody just makes a dance music record, because it's an easy, it's an easy ka-ching, you know what I mean? Yeah, because when so, they do that, you know, that's always, that, you know, there there is that point in some people's careers, right, where they get the, things might be lagging, and it's like, right. okay, well, it's time to make that dance record because what's the easiest way to get people to love you again? Make them dance. Well, so like you can tell the ones who cash it in and, and it's yeah. definitely like they don't love music. This is the thing. And there are other people who are setting out to be like, I'm inspired and I want to make a real record that people can dance to. But And ultimately, I mean, again, and we keep, we're getting kind of, ultimately what makes it, oh, I'm just looking at this record right now and I didn't, it's not one of my favorites, but it was really good. The Shamir Ratchet record, that was a good record too. Remember him? I know that one. No. Um, it's very up your alley. He's a young, black, gay guy from Williamsburg, I think, and he made sort of mm -hmm. like a, a nouveau house record, which means that Pitchfork liked it, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm like, nouveau house? 
Yeah, what is that? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. what does that like mean? Like new disco. Well, That's like, exactly. Right. What does new that mean? Disco. It's like this is nouveau pizza. Oh, you mean it's pizza, yeah. right? But you're just charging me more for it. Right. Okay, got you it. Put got a leaf it. on it, and it's like it's exactly. artisanal. Look, yes, it's artisanal. <laughs> it's free range house music. Okay. <laughs> right. It's like when that whole electro clash thing happened. I was like, well, first off, I had a younger child, but I was like, really? I could give a fuck. You guys. Oh, look, a bunch of white kids are doing coke, and they've just discovered that it's fun to dance to music with electronics. I was so glad when the EDM moment passed because that was horrible. Uh, when uh, everybody everybody came out and it was all those DJs were making millions of getting these huge millions. Contracts. Like, like people like the David Moraleses of the world and Louis starving. David Kenny, who they're sitting there. It. They're not starving, uh, but they're not getting these contracts. It's like come to Vegas, no. they're paying motherfuckers like twenty uh, or fifty million dollars to do a residency, and it's like to play a bunch of songs where it's not even about the music. The thing about EDM was it was about the scene and everybody being together yeah. and hearing that same drop, and it was just hard. But real because they're real electronic musicians, like the Carl Cox, oh, sure. guys who are yeah, out yeah, there yeah. really making. Fierce electronic. Ron, Ron Atkins, people like that. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad yeah, but the whole electric. Yeah. Yeah. Just I would say the electro clash stuff just made me laugh because I was, it was just one of, again, one of those like, oh, wow, well, uh, young white people have discovered black music. I'm sorry, could could someone pass me a tissue? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, right. really? Like, I, you oh. know me. But you know me, Courtney, I'm a pioneer. I'm an OG. Right. I had a right. young child. I could care less. Right. Anyway. All right. So we should, should we wrap this, uh, this train wreck, this beautiful train wreck? Oh, I got one up? more. And this is, this is one oh, that yeah, I yeah, yeah. And this is, this is a shout out to you, Aim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Yeah. Yeah. So you are, you are atoning. You are atoning for this. This is I, compilation that Tommy Boy did years ago that uh, I love. And it's a uh, favorite dance, one of mine. And it's called Freestyle's Greatest Beat, the oh, complete collection. I have all of them. I have all of them. I'm looking at it right now. I, I only uh, have volume one through four because those have, have all, all of, the best of them. Oh my volume god, they're one amazing! Through four. It came out in 1993. If you love oh freestyle, uh, Freestyle's Greatest Beat, the complete collection, volumes one through four, has every freestyle record from every act that you loved oh, wait, during that I, late 80s. They early have another 90s one too. Period. Then they have the perfect beats, New York, New York electro yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking great. Monica Lynch was a genius. Yeah. And then they have the other one, Tommy, the Tommy Boy story, which is another one, which is a ah, four set part with all of the verses. I'm looking it's at really, all my really CDs good. now. The Detroit Experiment. That's a really good album. Yeah. Um, that's all the Detroit stuff. Look at me. I should listen to some of these records. No, you should pull it out. Listen, just like tell people, go back and listen to DJ Cam has this oh, album yeah. called The Beat. The Beat Assassinated, and that came out in 1998, which is, he's a French DJ and producer, and it's a oh, I French, know him. Yeah. French beats and French hip hop. It's really dope. The and French house, his, the, the whole yeah, French house like, music, yeah. And he had more like Frenchy house music on his 2002 album, Soul Shine, which I love that album. I, right, we that have album the, I see we have a foreign dance scene coming up. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at all my have, shit, like the all the rebirth of cool stuff and all the acid yeah, house listen, stuff. We're going to put a playlist together with all this cool dance stuff. Some of the stuff I talked about from the albums that we talked about today, some of the foreign stuff. And, and in, you know what? I, you know what you I, should I do, think, Courtney? You know what you should what? do? Because you, I've really wondered why you never, ever, and I'm concerned, never put Grace Jones on any of the playlists. I never put who, which, who in? Grace Jones. I'm teasing I have, you. We, I put Grace oh. I'm teasing you. 
I think I put great skills in every Everything. place. Everything. <laughs> every play. We're doing, we're doing a blues great. Jayless, wait, here's a great song. I'm like, song. well, from that, I'm like, great skills has a blues song on the B side of that single from Fox. Really? And really? I want that on there. We're doing a polka playlist. Wait, great skills <laughs> did a polka song once. She was in Poland once. She did a polka song when she was on tour in Europe and it's called Eastern Block and that's I want that yeah, on there. I know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do we want to uh, wrap it, everything up? Um, yeah, our, our yeah, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us. Follow our partners, Listening Party Podcast. At, uh, they're Listening Party Podcast on Instagram, listeningpartypresents.co online. Uh, follow us on Instagram at I'm going to let you finish in Y. Follow our, our Facebook page at uh, – <laughs> I'ma um, let you finish. Follow us on uh, on Twitter uh, at Finish Ima. <laughs> we're uh, so many places. Here's the thing. We're, we're really active on our socials. We're we're we all day long commenting on our Facebook page. So follow us there if you want to have conversations, even the political stuff. We post everything there and conversations happen there all day long. Our Twitter's totally active. Our IG's totally active. We thank you guys for rocking with us. Thank you. Shows. We were Stay like we safe. were surprised when we made it to ten. So oh, like, Lord. Shit, we're at 26. <laughs> I know. Stay safe, guys. Wear a mask. Regist- Last day to register in New York City On the is 9th. October 9th. Early voting starts October 24th. We will post all yes, that information. It. Try right, not like- to vote by mail if you don't have to because we see the fuckery that's already starting with that. Yeah, so just vote in person. Make a plan. Try to go early. Help your older neighbors if they need help to go early. Give them a ride. Let's make sure that the people who need assistance getting to and from the polls get it. Do it early. Do it in person. We love you guys. We'll see you you again at the end of the month. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.